Are you looking for alternative investments and tangible assets that help you build and protect your wealth while empowering your financial future? Look no further than Eckerd Enterprises. With over 37 years of experience in the industry, Eckerd Enterprises is your trusted partner in the world of alternative investments and asset management. They have a track record of success with more than 1,300 investors who are on board and over 700 million in capital invested in tangible assets. Their specialty lies in offering immediate cash flow opportunities through mineral rights investments so that you don't have to wait decades to see your investments pay off. Their unique AML approach, born from decades of experience, focuses on aggregating, maturing, and liquidating assets strategically to maximize return. Join Eckerd Enterprises. Visit EckerdEnterprises.com today to begin your journey toward building and protecting your financial future. Financial Residency is proud to bring you Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy. Each week, Tammy Krause explores a new topic related to achieving financial independence by building and protecting your wealth. She invites guests who are experts in their fields who will share honest and valuable advice on a variety of topics. If you have an idea for a podcast, please email Tammy, that's T-A-M-M-Y, at financialresidency.com. Now grab your front row seat to this week's Grand Rounds. Hi, and welcome back to Grand Rounds. We've talked in the past on this podcast about traditional forms of financial planning, but I'm going to venture out of my own comfort zone and areas of knowledge today to learn a little bit more about alternative investments and tangible assets. I have invited Troy Eckerd, who is the CEO of Eckerd Enterprises here, to help us understand exactly what that means and explore how that might help us diversify our portfolios and hopefully have a great return on investment in the process. Welcome to the show, Troy. Welcome to the show, Troy. Hey, thanks, Tammy. I appreciate it. I look forward to talking about this subject and, of course, educating your audience about maybe a space they're not familiar with. Well, would you mind by starting by telling us a little bit about yourself and your company? Yeah, I can do it. I can take a, a 37-year career and give it to you in about two minutes. Um, Perfect. I was going to college for economics and finance degree and got hired by a small investment firm in Dallas, Texas to get my license to start working with high net worth and high income investors who wanted tax write-offs by investing in oil and gas drilling. This is back in 1985. And so I went ahead and came to Dallas, took the job, tried to continue my education, never did get my college degree because I successfully moved into a space that just seemed to fit me. And so I've spent the last 37 years focused on truly just oil and gas as an industry, as an asset class, working with high network investors and high income earners. And I've done everything from drilling, seismic acquisitions, offshore, onshore, pipelines, saltwater wells, mineral rights. So I have a fully integrated background in oil and gas across multiple spaces in that industry. And today we're seeing one of the most diverse changes in the industry. So fast forward, I ended up buying my own brokerage firm from 1991 to 2009. I then quit being a broker and started just basically putting together assets. I currently manage about uh, 1,500 high net worth clients' portfolios. We're family-run energy office. And my son-in-law is my son, family members that work for the company. It's called Eckerd Enterprises. And what we do is we look for mineral rights, lowest drilling opportunities, pipeline assets, and other related assets that we believe create value for our clients. We've been doing it almost four decades. Now, when talking about mineral rights, is that considered real property or personal property? And can you kind of explain that distinction for investors? 
Yeah, it's pretty easy. So it, it is real property. It's real estate. Back in the land grant days, when you were, went out with your horse, stuck a flag in the ground in Oklahoma, they gave you one square mile or a section of land, which was 640 acres. At the time, most of those folks did not realize that in the way that land rights were developed, you got three rights. You got air rights above that 640 acres. So it's anything above the ground, not attached, is air rights. Surface rights are anything like the farm, the ranch, the dairy product, the buildings, the retail center on the surface. That's surface rights. And you also had the natural resource rights, which is called a middle right. So that, that farmer, that rancher that had that 640 acres that they claimed for their own, at some point in time, they realized, hey, I can sell some of my mineral rights to somebody else and still retain the surface in the uh, air right. And so what's become a marketable asset is that you now have owners who can own the surface, have not zero ownership in the mineral rights below them, and maybe they've sold off their air rights as well. This allows the oil companies to come in and lease and buy or trade or negotiate the development of mineral rights, and it may have nothing to do with the surface owner. So these farmers and ranchers figured out how to make a lot of money by selling off mineral rights or leasing off their mineral rights. And then that industry developed the last 10 years because of fracking and horizontal drilling to be now what I believe is well over a trillion dollar industry that private investors like you and I could now buy mineral rights in states with a lot of oil that we didn't happen to be a, an heir by some great grandfather, Troy Eckerd, that was going to leave it to me. Now I can go buy them from somebody because it's a marketable asset. Now, is this kind of a combined investment? I wouldn't be buying property A's mineral rights. Would I be joining kind of a conglomerate of investors and in doing this? What's really been so exciting about what we do is that I've been drilling oil wells for 37 years, and I've always been the tenant. I went out and leased mineral rights from mineral owners. And you'd look at an area that you'd want to drill a well, so you'd go collect mineral leases from 20, 30, 40 people, put it in a 640-acre unit, you go drill a horizontal well, and the mineral right owners would keep, you know, 18, 20, 25% of all the income as a royalty payment with no exposure to liability. Well, I'm also just guessing that that one 640-acre unit was going to be successful, make a good well, and make good economics. Well, that's got high risk, so drilling can have a lot higher risk. What we do is a little differently. We look at an entire area, let's call it the Oklahoma Anadarko Basin. The name of the buried geological event is called a uh, Anadarko Basin. It's the size of today's Grand Canyon, but it's buried about 5,000 feet under the ground, developed 100 million years ago. It's loaded with 1,000 feet of geologically deposited hydrocarbons. So you got 40 million acres loaded with oil and gas. Well, that's a lot of acreage. So we use technology. We use subscription online services. We use all scrape data. We have all these softwares and algorithms we use and, and everything we need from engineering to geology to say, out of this 40 million acres and out of all the oil companies like Exxon, Chevron, Oxy that are drilling, where's the best place to buy? Who's the best oil company, best in class? What kind of terms make the most sense? How much oil and gas is being pulled out based on historical and current records? And then what we do is we buy 50 acres from track one, 70 acres from track two. We buy different parcels with different oil companies. We bundle it into a portfolio. And then when an investor like yourself decides to participate, you might put $100,000 out of a $10 million portfolio. You own 1%, but you own 1% in each one of those tracks. So you don't have to try to choose the winning lottery ticket. And from our standpoint, we only buy proven producing minerals that already have production. We know they're producing with income. We know they've been de-risked. And what we're really counting on is now the harvesting. We want these oil companies to come in and drill that second, third, fifth, 20th well on our minerals because minerals are kind of worthless unless somebody's going to go drill you a well. 
you can own an ocean oil, but if nobody drills it, it's not going to create cash flow. So our whole model is based on de-risking, proven reserves, activation with major oil companies with a lot of upside based on future wells that are being drilled today and in the future. So that's kind of how we mitigate risk. Now, who's your typical investor? Man, that's a tough one. I, I think all investors are psychotic. I think all investors are eccentric. You know, I've I've had famous authors and inventors and race car drivers. And I mean, my my 37-year career, they've been all over the board. And I'd say normalized, a typical investor for me is going to be somebody that is a million plus net worth. They mostly, 90 plus percent, have great income from their occupation or business, whatever they do. They have the income they want to put to work. I would say they're contrarian by nature. You don't invest in alternative assets unless you're contrarian. Otherwise, you give your money to a financial plan and earn stocks and bonds and, and traditional assets. Our type of investor saying, I think I can do better than giving my money to a financial planner who's going to charge a fee. Whether I win or lose, they always win. They're looking for that uniqueness. They like tangible assets where they can touch, see, kick, and feel it. We take our partners to the field. They see their wells. They understand it. They like it. They like the dynamics and they like the fact they're closest to the asset. There's not a partnership and a management fee and financial player. They want to go see the well I own is my minerals. So they're unique in that they're very proactive. Most of our clients do not have financial planners. Most of them do a lot of their decision-making on their own. They like coming to the field. They like coming to our office. And they're all, generally speaking, super optimistic. I mean, they look at things in five to 10-year increments, not in five-minute increments like day traders do. So it's a very unique class of investors. And we can tell very quickly if you are an Eckerd client or not. I mean, I tell somebody all the time, probably once a day, you're not our partner. I'm like, well, why not? I have money. I go, it doesn't matter if you have money, you're not our partner because this is a passive investment. It's passive income. We're the experts. We bundle the portfolio when it has Eckerd's name on it. It's like the stamp of approval. And so we have engineers, geologists, landmen. We have oil executives, oil and gas attorneys from Exxon. They're our partners. They've all said, we can't find the asset you have, Troy, at your price. So we're going to hire an expert to bring it together in a bundle. And we're getting a better deal because you spend so much time aggregating. We can't do that. So it's a compliment to us that we have major industry participants participating with us in our assets. What has kind of been the historical trend in investing in this type of commodity? It's a very short trend line because candidly, up until horizontal drilling, if you tried to buy minerals with vertical drilling, it's the size of a paper plate, seven and a half inch hole. So you got to count on the geologist to be right. You got to count on the guy drilling it, not to mess the well up drilling it. The three or 400 acres in which that vertical well was going to try to extract, everybody from the geologist, geophysicist, the owner of the company knew which minerals was going to have the well. So I doubt you're going to find a good deal because if it was, they already owned it. So this real industry only evolved over the last 13, 14 years. And it, it evolved because they went from trying to string a pipe down with a seven and a half inch size hole to now... 40 million acres are loaded with oil and gas. We're not worried about dry holes. It's now every well is going to work unless there's mechanical failure, which is less than 1%. So we're always going to make a well. We're always going to have production. We're always going to have income. It's just which horse is the best horse in the race, which is the best oil company operator. So what's really kind of unique is that as a brand new industry that's evolved, very few people we see in the industry know what they're doing. They may have Wall Street money and private equity. And they go, let's go throw $100 million and buy minerals. Well, they don't have a clue which minerals to buy, which oil company's going to drill. They don't have any relative, what I call, uh, hands-on experience. As somebody spent his whole career, almost 40 years drilling, 
I follow the oil companies, our tenants, because we're the landlords, who drills, why do they drill, what their budget looks like, how do I know they're going to be robust in harvesting the oil and gas for my minerals? So we focus on the technical side, the oil and gas drilling side, and that makes us superior in our mineral acquisition because we take it from that angle. And, and we've just crushed it with in terms of buying portfolio performance results, et cetera. Is there anything that makes this type of investment kind of a favorable asset class for doctors and medical professionals? Well, I'd say it makes it for any class, but specifically doctors, dentists, anybody that's in a profession, lawyers, where you're out providing services for time, right? It's time. We own a manufacturing business. I say, look, guys, it doesn't matter what we're manufacturing. We're selling time from that facility. Whether we're making widgets or tanks, it's time. Doctors, medical professionals, dentists, lawyers, bankers, it's time. So you can't increase your time. You have to make your money work for you. So if I can go make a million dollars a year as a doctor, well, maybe I want to put two or $300,000 in minerals for this following reason. I've got billion-dollar tenants, Exxon, Chevron, Oxy, taking my minerals. They're going to set aside 20% of all future revenue, give it to me and the other mineral owners, and it's free of cost, expenses, liability, capital costs, holy costs. It's truly 100% passive. No no expenses, no cash costs. But more importantly is, I've got the best oil companies on the planet developing my asset, my minerals. When they sell that oil and gas each month, the very first thing they do is when Valero, whoever buys it, will sends in a check, they take 20% off the top and they set it aside and say, it's not our money. It belongs to Troy and Tammy, the mineral owners. So we're above bankruptcy, we're above credit, we're above falling oil prices, we get paid first. So from a doctor or any entrepreneur's perspective, I want to take the money I'm making put it into an asset class like I just described, and I'm going to get a check every single month for the next 25 to 75 years. Where else can I find a passive investment like that? And what I found from our current clientele, hey, Troy, I want to invest over the next five years. I want to replace my income by buying enough minerals that it's creating the income I'm giving up by retiring or selling my practice. And I don't want any bills, any cash calls. I don't want any bad news. I want to sit on the beach, look at my account on the 25th of the month and go, yeah, Troy just put $70,000 in my account this month. I love that guy. It is the most passive investment asset class there is. Nothing else compares to minerals, but it's only been around, truthfully, in the last five or six years. It's one of those asset classes where even people in the drilling business don't quite get minerals. If you've been drilling your whole life, unless you understand the mineral side, you don't even know how it works, which makes us very unique in the market. I'm sure this is variable and probably not a fair question to ask you, but is there any percentage type of return on investment you can expect with this type of investment on mineral minerals? Well, so my lawyer says, make a statement and give you about nine paragraphs of disclaimers. I don't believe in that nonsense. I just tell you what I do. So my first directive when we got very focused on this five years ago was number one directive, do not lose me a dime because I'm buying the minerals with my own money before I offer them to the partner. So it's mine. Don't buy any mineral that's going to lose me money. Number two, don't buy any mineral that cannot generate me a 10% rate of return or higher. Do not buy any mineral that's not under a major oil company who has billions of dollars they're going to invest. I need the richest, most sophisticated oil companies to harvest and develop my minerals. I don't need Johnny Jewelry Oil Company. I don't need Billy Bob's Oil Company, right? The other thing I need is I need more than one geological formation. So I, I don't mind having one really good oil or gas zone or combination. I want to have three or four or five zones or 15 zones because the intrinsic value is after I deplete those reserves over 25 years, I want more and more zones. So I have an exit value of the minerals that I buy. I want to have some organic growth in the value. So I had all these premises that go into our financial model, into our acquisition model, but it's all predicated on what? I want to make at least 10% or higher. 
The good news is because we're extremely good at our job, I believe as of this month's uh, distribution, which would be October 25th, we'll be running around just around 16.5% cash on cash return across 84 portfolios. Now, the earlier portfolios are now over 25 to 30% annualized cash on cash. The reason why we're at 16.5% as a total is we spent about $300 million in the last 12 months. And so that new acquisition hasn't kicked in yet as far as helping the cash flow. So it kind of dilutes our return. But prior to those acquisitions, those portfolios are 20 to 35% cash on cash return. We're crushing it. And we have maybe 20% of our portfolios are running slightly behind our projections because we had a big drop in commodity prices this year. But commodity prices are not the big risk. I'd rather have four brand new wells selling at $80 a barrel than one older well selling at $150 a barrel. I have four income sources versus one, and commodity prices are not our biggest economic pusher. What we main, maintain our main business model is on activation. Which mineral lease has an existing well that proves the reserves? Which operator oil company has leased those minerals? And what is their pattern of development? Do they have wells permitted, drilled, applied for, a rig on location? Because that activation does two things. It creates substantial cash flow, but the reserves in the ground that are now proven because the well has been drilled increases the value of my minerals because now I have proven reserves. So our focus is on activation. Commodity prices, let's face it. If we get $125 a barrel, the economy is going to crater. I'll take $85 to $95 a barrel all day long, keep the economy going strong. We make a ton of money. We're happy when it goes to $125 a barrel like last year, but it kills our customer, which is the economy. There's a happy balance. Pay us 85 to 95, super happy. 125, not so happy because I have a lot of demand destruction, which I'm not in favor. That makes sense. Is there a minimum investment to get into this space? Yeah, right now it's a million dollars per person. I'm kidding. <laughs> we kind of changed or shifted over the last five years because as we began to enter the market, we realized the market was going to come to us. We started off knocking on doors, looking for people wanting to sell minerals. And we started like with a shovel, digging the ditch one shovel at a time. Because we've become the, the largest mineral buyer in the state of Oklahoma, the number one deed filer, we built a reputation as being the only one that pays cash. We never miss a closing. We sign a purchase sale agreement. And they can rely on us. So now we're drinking from a fire. So first year, we did about $8 million. Second year, we did about 20 million. Third year, we did 82 million. Fourth year, we did 250 million. This year, we're going to do well over 300 million. So we become the go-to reliable source. So what we've done is kind of adjusted our minimum. And our answer to that question is this. This is not about buying mineral acres. This is about proper capital deployment. So what we tell you is it's like $25,000 per portfolio is the minimum, okay? But what we really want you to know is it's more like we're looking for partners who can probably put, put $250,000 to half million dollars to work over the next 24 months. Our average partner across all 50 of our partners is about $450,000. But some of us been over three years, some two years. Some people like the guy last week started off with $6 million as his first investment. So I don't know if that skews my average. But the reason we do it that way is even though we bundle diversified portfolios, you're always going to have the probability that something shifts. So I'd rather have you take $250,000 and be in 10 portfolios and now you might have 200 wells, 50 permitted wells, 50 wells that are being drilled across 10 portfolios. So if one or two or three are running behind schedule and three or four above schedule, your blended average meets that projected return, which in our case is well above 10% and most likely between 12 and 18% cash on cash. The winners carry the slow horses. The slow horses are going to come around in 12 months. It's all about having that balance. And we are all about no pressure. We want to hear what you want to accomplish. We want to know whether you're trying to put a self-directed IRA money to work. 
We want to know if you're trying to do a 1031 tax exchange because it's real property and traditional real estate to real property and minerals. The IRS says it's minerals. You get 15% of your income from the mineral income generated by royalty. You don't pay taxes on if it's outside your self-directed IRA. There's just so many value adds to what we do that investors finally went like, oh, I had no idea I could do a 1031. I had no idea I could invest in a self-directed IRA. I had no idea that I could buy it in a traditional IRA, get an outsider appraiser that'll give me a market discount based on the IRS and SEC rules that says my million dollars out of my IRA, according to appraiser, says I can transfer it to my Roth for $500,000. I'm saving taxes on $500,000 of income. All of our partners over the last five years have figured this out. We got really smart bankers, lawyers, financial planners, and engineers who go, Troy, you created a great product. Man, you forgot to turn this button and you didn't know this worked and this worked. And so we collectively, as a group of investors, have figured out the best way. That's why I call my investors partners, not investors, because we collaborate on product, pricing, best utilization, and we all commingle our thoughts. And we've come out with this really great uh, collaboration between our partners and our company and our team that we have here at Actor. When you take on a new partner, do you help them figure out the best way to invest? And I'm kind of going back to your comments about like the self-directed IRA and that kind of a thing. Yeah, it's 100%. So the one thing that I, I, I like is that I do it from the standpoint, I just met with the doctor in my office, I guess, uh, last Thursday. And she came in and said, here's where I'm at. And by the time I finished talking to her, I said, you know, you're probably not ready to invest with us yet. It sounds like you have some more fundamental assets you need to apply into your portfolio before you jump into the mineral space. She's like, so you don't think I should invest with you? I said, well, I think you might have other things you should do first, right? So the first thing is when I talk about a new partner is I need to know where you're at financially as much as you want to disclose. I need to know what your goals are so I know whether to put you in more income generating minerals or more growth generated minerals or a combination of both. Maybe you should be heavier in minerals. Maybe you should actually drill some wells to get some tax write-offs. So I need to know who you are, what you need and what your goals are. And then once I once I or my wealth team figures that out, then we can say, okay, here's what we think the plan is. Let's start with 25,000. Let's do 10 portfolios over the next year. Your cash flow will start from the first one about six months out. Every six months, the, each portfolio starts cash flow, then it's every month. Let's look at the end of 12 months, see how your, how your portfolio is doing, whether you're happy or not. Have we done a good job? If so, then you can now look at reinvesting some cash flow. Maybe you want to increase your position. Maybe you're happy with what you have and you want to stop we're just very low key and low pressure. I, I would say 90 plus percent of our current partners were referrals or they found us. We don't have an outside solicitation team. We're not having to market it on the social network. We've been really blessed with referral after referral because they're saying, I found a great deal. You got to go talk to this guy, Troy and his team, because they're killing it on returns and transparency. So that's a compliment to the team behind me. And that's a compliment to 37 years of effort. But we're really grateful that that has been the uh, result of hard work. When we were talking before the show, you kind of mentioned that there's a direct tie between real estate and oil and gas. Can you kind of explain that to the audience here? Yeah. You know, uh, in 2008, I had a lot of real estate because I invest my own money and I had a lot of oil and gas and I had eight or nine companies going. I thought, man, I am well insulated. Nothing's going to, I mean, I may retire in four or five years back in my mid forties. I was a happy guy. And then all of a sudden oil prices plummeted from 149 all time high down to $32. And I watched it collapse in 08. And what I realized, I should have known this. It wasn't like it was not obvious, but sometimes what's obvious is obscure because you're not focused. And what I realized is that investing is like a seesaw, like when you were five or six years old. You know, If you have too much weight on one side, it raises the other side of the seesaw and it makes it out of proportion. Investing is never parallel. It's never equal, not for long. 
And so what I realized is that as energy prices were suppressed from about 2014 to 2018, Donald Trump looked really smart in the economy, boom, because we had really cheap energy. Well, we didn't drill a lot of wells. We didn't build up a lot of supply. We didn't add new wells to offset decline curves. So oil was cheap. The economy was great. Real estate went to the roof. Everybody's getting zero interest. Everybody was happy. And I started saying in 2018, 19, we got major raging stagflation coming because oil's running out. We've destroyed the industry. So that seesaw to me said, as we start to see inflation kick in, stagflation kick in, as we start to see supplies down and demand rise after COVID, we're going to have a major problem because that seesaw is not going to go the other way. Now, all of a sudden, oil is going to be high and real estate is going to get crushed because every bit of, of information that applies to real estate is going to be affected by rising commodity prices, inflation, higher debt, higher cost, higher labor, higher electricity, landscape is going to charge more. Everything associated is going to cost more. And as you see the economy suffer because of higher oil rates, those tenants in those apartments and self-storage, they're not going to have as much discretionary income. So they're going to start renting cheaper apartments coming out of self-storage. And so you have this massive negative correlation. It's been this way since the 1940s. So we're now in what I would consider to be a super cycle for oil. What makes a super cycle? A key component to a particular sector, if it's missing, creates a longer, deeper cycle as a result of something that's dysfunctional. What's been dysfunctional in oil and gas is this administration and the green energy move have deprived the oil and gas industry of a trillion dollars of capital the last decade that was required to build new pipelines, drill more wells, more facilities. And as a result of that uh, deprivation of capital of a trillion dollars, we don't have any more drilling rigs. I haven't built a new rig since 2014. We have no new refinery since 1950. We don't have pipelines. There's no, you can't borrow at the bank. All these oil companies are living off cash flow. So we have record demand the last four months, globally record demand, even though we spent $5 trillion on green energy. And what we have is declining production supply side across the globe. So this super cycle is going to last probably five to seven years, and it may get up to $100 plus a barrel, but it's going to definitely stay above $70 a barrel. And that means you better get used to $3.50 gasoline prices. Diesel is going to be high. Electricity is going to be high. And inflation is here probably for the next two to five years. End of story. I made my statement, put it on the board, and I'll stand behind it. Because why? The fundamentals are in place. So our clients are going to win big. Their CESOL is going to make a lot of money on the oil direct ownership side. Their real estate, their stock portfolios are going to suffer, and you got to figure out how to balance that. So a lot of our clients are selling out of the market, they're selling real estate, they're doing 1031s in the minerals. They're positioning themselves to create a less severe imbalance on their seesaw by adding some bricks on the oil and gas side. So we are, we're sitting just shy of $650 million of cash acquisition of minerals in the last 36 months. $650 million. No outside brokerage firms. All of it is done by my five or six wealth managers in this company. And that is a testament to the simplicity of minerals and the validity of the proof of concept that minerals are bought, they work, they're accurate. We created a, an app called Eckerd Insights. You can log on my website at EckerdEnterprises.com, look for Eckerd Insights. It's the only application like it is. We spent $2 million plus building it. It's just like Robinhood or your stock. Again, you can be in Paris, France, flip up and put in Eckerd Insights. It'll show you your portfolio, every mineral track, every well you own, last month's revenue down to the barrel. Everything is all there, every deed for every mineral acre you own, because for me, transparency is paramount to trust. Don't tell me what you're doing. Show me what you're doing. Give me the details. I'll decide if I want to read the manual of my new car or not. But if you don't have a manual, it tells me you're hiding something from me. So we created an app that is the intricate details of how to invest in oil and gas and minerals. And we have hundreds of hours of videotapes and training. Why? I want you to be the smartest investor in the world. I want you to be 10 times richer than you are today. 
because you will continue to invest and I'll get plenty of opportunity for growth in my business because you're super rich and you're super successful. So I give advice on real estate and other asset classes because I've been doing this for 40 years. So that's kind of what you get in the bundle when you invest with Eckerd. What do you feel like the future is for Eckerd Enterprises, for oil and gas, just kind of in general? That's a a double-edged question. I think for oil and gas, I think uh, artificial intelligence and I think that um, technology is going to double the value of all the oil and gas. I think you're going to use AI to improve drilling techniques, take the human error out of it. I think these rigs now walk by themselves. They have control centers where it's literally guys in the computer room. When they complete these wells, it looks like a NASA space station trader with big glass and four engineers running these wells. It's not like the There Will Be Blood movie where they're slinging chain. So technology is going to change the industry. It's going to make it more efficient, more successful, more productive, and more economically valuable. So what we own in minerals is just going to be more and more valuable. For Eckerd, it's pretty simple. I'm going to be 60 years old this year. I have spent the last six years building a transition team. Now we have 48 employees, two engineers, two geologists, full accounting, full land. If I drop dead of a heart attack, I get run over by a bus, I retire. Nothing's going to change on management acquisitions other than my funny humor in my face. They won't miss me at all. And the idea for me is now what we're doing is we're going to bolt on a commercial real estate division, totally separate from the oil and gas, and we're going to approach commercial real estate the same way. We're going to buy cash for assets, forget banking, forget debt, forget the risk. We're going to pay cash and buy class A assets. We're also in the process of starting up a pipeline midstream company. And our goal is that as oil gets too high to buy, we don't want to buy minerals at a high price, we buy in distressed real estate because why the seesaw tells us to, right? And when real estate gets too high, we'll buy minerals like we did the last four years because it's going to be really cheap because oil prices are down. And so it's a two-leg piston allowing 1031 exchanges back and forth, all passive income, all income that goes straight to the bottom line that allows us to control our life instead of our job, occupation, and career controlling it. We're going to buy assets to control it. And the reason we're doing the pipelines is because it's like a tariff. It's a tollway. You don't move your gas and oil until you pay us to go through it. If you don't pay us, we shut your valve. So I own pipelines. I've been in pipelines for 15 plus years. I love pipelines. It's a space that's void of capital. What do you and your listeners have? Tons and tons of capital, but you don't know what to invest in. You don't know how to aggregate it. So Eckert's going to do that for you in oil and gas, pipelines, and cash paid for commercial real estate. Is there anything that I should have asked you about, but out of my ignorance, I just didn't know to ask the question? Yeah, the question I always get is, what can go wrong? What, what can happen wrong? How, how can this be a bad deal? And I always have a joke. I say, well, I could be Leo DiCaprio and catch me if you can. I'm a fraud and I'm a liar and everything I tell you is a great facade, right? The second thing is I'm a complete bumbling idiot and I don't know how to pick minerals. I'm not very good at what I do. So therefore you invest and I can't perform and and what you buy doesn't get drilled or developed. And I answer that by saying about 90% of the time, every mineral acre you ever look at in any portfolio, I've already acquired it. I already own it. It's titled in my name. So I'm 100% at risk for virtually everything you invest in. If every client stopped investing today, I'm sitting on about $30 million of inventory I've already bought and paid for. So unless I'm stupid, I'm only buying the very best of the best. And then the last part of that equation is, okay, if that's all true, then why do you do this? Well, I have packages that come to me. I have mineral opportunities where it's a two, three, $5 million package. We had one that we bought about four weeks ago. It was a $31 million package and we had 30 days to close. Well, I can't do that, but I want those minerals because they're really good. It came with a thousand producing wells. So we signed the contract because I say, I've got 1,500 loyal partners. My banker's standing behind me. If I can cut a great deal and I can get that asset bought to make up for my fee, I'm buying it at a great price and I can close in 30 days because I have my 1,500 bankers slash partners standing behind me. So the idea is I'm not Leo DiCaprio. I'm the real deal. I've been here since 1985. Easy to check out. Never had a lawsuit. Cleanest record you're ever going to find on anybody. I'm transparent. I'm blunt. I got Tourette syndrome. 
And also I have my own money at risk long before you do. You couple that with the ability to have this app and the transparent access. I've given you what every other sponsor selling real estate or sales storage or any other asset they all wish they had, which is a perfect model. Why? Because I believe telling you and showing you makes you that much more loyal to me. So I have the confidence to buy the best assets at the lowest price, which is my third reason. I need you to help me buy the best minerals because I can't buy them without you. So I get the advantage of having my mineral minerals a little cheaper than you because I get to offset it with my fees. But I'm buying some of the best premium tier one minerals in, in Anadarko Basin, Oklahoma and West Texas that anyone can buy at the lowest price because together we have a billion dollars of buying capital. Separate, our money means nothing. Talking about things that could go wrong, and hopefully it's not, but I don't understand everything, obviously. Thinking about this push for green energy nationwide, worldwide, do you think that'll negatively impact the oil and gas market over the next few years, 20 years, 30 years? Oh, I think it's the opposite. I think that every time Joe Biden opens his mouth, we make $5 a barrel. Uh, I want him to talk every day. I hate the fact he's been quiet the last week. I think this has been a fraud played on the American people. And I think it's been a fraud for 15 years because in your backdrop, in my backdrop, everything in this room, from my watch to my shirt, to everything I have on, everything is in this office is made from petroleum product. So there might be an advantage by having solar and wind to help with electrical costs and maybe help with transportation, but it's this big. In fact, with probably 10 plus trillion dollars in tax benefits and the infrastructure plan, they've thrown every dollar they can at trying to create a a viable alternative energy, but it's a fraud. Here's why. The Biden administration, the liberal left and the green energy movers, they need oil to be at $150 a barrel for solar and wind energy, comparable energy to be able to be economically viable without subsidies. So anytime you subsidize something, you're essentially saying you won't stand on its own two legs. The problem is the cost barrier might've been $125 a barrel five years ago. Now it's $150 a barrel for equilibrium. Why? Because every time oil prices go up, that windmill costs more to make and that oil and that generator to turn that turbine makes more money. And solar only lasts for five or six years. You got to replace the batteries all made from plastics and that battery. So when I think about the reality is what they have done with the green energy is they've guaranteed themselves oil will be $150 a barrel. It's going to kill the consumer, kill those single moms, kill those manufacturers because why? It's got to go to 150 for this to make sense. And they're willing to sacrifice the American consumer to get to that goal because they have a whole different agenda. So from my standpoint, our financial model uses $70 a barrel for oil and $3.50 for natural gas. We stay completely suppressed on commodity prices because I don't control that. So everything above $70 and $3.50 for natural gas is just added free income to our portfolio, which is why we're killing it. So I look at the green energy as the best marketing, the best cheerleader, the best thing that I can have is the more they pitch green energy, the less banks will lend oil companies money, the less wells they drill, the less supply we get. As demand rises, we have this inverse relationship. Demand's going up, supply's going down. The price of commodities is going to go through the roof. And that's just where we're at. They've destroyed the market. That's why it's in a super cycle. Hmm, interesting. Yep. Well, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, see if they would be a good partner for you, how would they go about doing that? Well, I'm really easy to reach. So my, my 800 numbers for the office, my assistant is Carmel Ross. She called up the office, 800-527-8895. My 800 number has been around since 1991. My 800 number has been around longer than most of the ages of the sponsors who try to sell you cell storage and other stuff. So keep that in mind. So you call Carmel at the 800 number, just say, hey, I'd like to talk to Troy about investing. I want to talk to one of his wealth managers. We'll show you how to do it. The other thing is you can just email me or the company at teckard at eckardenterprises.com. And I'll put one of our professional staff on board. 
And I do this all the time. If you want to just send me a text, just text my cell phone number, which is 469-422-1781. I'm probably the most proactive hands-on CEO you'll ever meet. I still feel like my mantra is work like you're broke. So I still work like I'm 25 years old and I'm still building my book of business and my clients because why? You deserve the same professional hands-on treatment that all my older clients, mature clients have as a new partner. You want to ask the same question, you get the right answer. You want to talk to the guy running the show. So I make myself as available as possible and I get maybe a hundred plus texts a day, I think, and can't tell you how many emails. And I try my best to answer every one of them every day because I get up at 530, I go to bed at midnight and I like what I do. I'm having a lot of fun. My wife wants me to retire. I'm like, what does that look like? I don't know. I'd be bored out of my gourd, but we're having a lot of fun. The success is phenomenal. Everything we seem to touch is going the right way. So I just, any new partner that wants to come on board, you might always ask, well, have I missed the boat? Is it too late to buy in? We'll be buying minerals for the next 30 years because why? The oil companies continue to expand their area of focus and they seem to improve the technology, the number of wells being drilled. So there's always going to be uh, minerals to buy. There's nine basins buried in the U.S., nine. It covers about a half a billion acres of land. We have all the inventory we want. It's just price, it's return, it's opportunity. So that's what we'll be doing for the next 20, 30, 40 years of this company. And we'll just bolt on other things that make sense. So not going to run out of opportunity. You're not going to have high pressure. We're going to keep adding to our partner base and life is good. That's all I can tell you. Well, Troy, thanks for coming on the show. I feel a lot more educated now that I've had you on here. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I hope I answered all the questions. You can always give me a call back later. We can do a follow-up podcast or your listeners can always email and just say, hey, walk me through how simple this is. Show me an example. Give me a package and, and take your time. It's all about being proved. Folks, right now, you're going to see a lot of scary things happen. You're going to have sponsors who are desperate for income, making promises they can't deliver. You're going to find out a lot of what you invest in is going to fall apart. In the next two to three years, we're going to see some of the most precarious financial times we've seen in 15 years since 2008. Stay the course, ask the questions, get in writing, make sure the sponsor is who they say they are, and then use your common sense. If it doesn't sound right, smell right, it's not right. Go with your gut instinct. And one more time, your website. It's uh, EckerdEnterprises.com. Okay. EckerdEnterprises.com. Yep. And then you can find us anywhere. Sounds good. Well, thanks again thanks. for joining us. Thanks, Tammy. And I hope you'll all tune in again next week for Grand Rounds. For more information about alternative investments and asset management, visit EckerdEnterprises.com. And remember, Eckerd Enterprises is your gateway to tangible assets and lasting financial success. Visit Eckerd today.